Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Do you like roller coasters? If not, it's okay. You're going to be fine. You can sit on the bench and eat a churro. But we're going to talk about these today because some people... They love them. And a long time ago now, actually, when we started this whole show, somebody wrote in asking about roller coaster design. And I've lost the email since then because, again, long time. But I remember the topic. How do they make them? How do they figure out how fast they should go? How big the drops should be? That guy had questions. And I've got questions. Welcome back. Full disclosure, I am not the biggest roller coaster fan. I like some of them, but probably low to medium on the scale. The ones where your feet are kind of dangling and then you're upside down. You go and have a great time, all right? Enjoy yourself. But I do like our guest today. I'm Brendan Walker. I'm the world's only thrill engineer. Thrill engineer. What is that? And is it like on the business card, if you have one of those? <laughs> I do have a business card. So I, I run a, an organization called Thrill Laboratory. It's understanding uh, the human in the system, <laughs> what it means if that body of mind is thrown around at 5G on a track, what's actually going to happen? Well, what does happen? I mean, let's talk thrill, because it can be, wow, that was so fun. I love that. Or I was terrified, but I'm so happy it's over. Either way, <laughs> I guess you're, you're way off baseline. Yeah, that's a really good point because uh, a lot of people think associate thrill with, with adrenaline-seeking and adrenaline junkies. It covers a whole gamut of different uh, experiences. And there is a sweet spot, if you're just even just thinking about speed, there's a sweet spot where we actually enjoy something the most. So we're all different. And so what's thrilling for me and what I find scary could be very different for you. And some rides, they may just not hit the sweet spot. I mean, I remember one I used to like. It was one of the drop rides, and uh, now they changed it. And it's quicker, and it jolts you more, and the drops are longer. And I did that once, and I was like, this is not new and improved. I am not doing this again. <laughs> well, it can be. I mean, I'm sorry to say this, Mike. Our aptitude for thrill-seeking does change as we get older. The best years, it turns out, 16 to 23 seven of them so height of thrill seeking 1623 but also things start creeping in like our vestibular system so the inner ear you know all that fluid sloshing around your inner ear starts to become a little bit thicker you're less able to deal with it it doesn't feel as good your eyes are seeing one thing your ears are doing another and uh, again you don't feel great one last thing on the feeling though for you guys out there do you feel safe? As a ride designer, I will be making you perceive the level of risk to be much higher than it actually is. Some people like to be taken into that area where they're thinking, oh, this feels incredibly dangerous. You know, I might drop out of my seat. But actually, if you were to look at it rationally, you go, no, I'm not. I've actually somebody's thought through this. Now, what do you say we build something? How does it start? I've got my plot of land at my park and for the sake of this i've got a park do i just say here's the space have at it or is this like i want a water ride or i want something based on this movie 
Mm. Yeah, there's lots of elements there. So you'll start off with a plot of land, whether uh, a tired old ride's been taken out and you've got a few acres and you go, all right, I need to do something with this. So that's one of the biggest constraints. Then the next thing you'll do is get down to the branding, tap into the marketing. You know, what's exciting people today? What's going to draw in the crowds? Because a, a ride will have, you know, its initial season will be the biggest draw for that theme park, a new ride. And then it has to pull its weight for at least three years to still get people coming through the gates before they'll even consider building a new ride. Okay, so I do that. I've got my outline. I've got my ideas for Michael Land. And then I start looking for manufacturers. And he says there's a few big names out there. So I go to those and I see who's doing what and if anybody has something new. Essentially, you start then hunting through catalogs of ride track so you go well i love this ride because it's a spinning coaster it does this it goes inverted look this is what we're thinking of can you tighten this up for us you know these points where for example these sort of little uh, bunny hops where we want somebody's stomach to feel like it's floating floating up sounds horrific but floating up into their throat and back down again can you just make sure that you maximize that hey wouldn't be a roller coaster show without screaming kids or parents. Now, in terms of the maximizing, that's where the computers come in, which you probably expected, but it's really detailed. You can simulate everything. The forces on the ride, what are those? Can you actually run this thing all day? Will the car stay on the tracks? Is there enough speed once you get going to finish the whole thing? Then, you can put some little tiny digital people in there. What are the forces on them? What can a rider handle? Are these people gonna get sick? These things will show you the G-forces. What's your pulling? And for how long? Oh, absolutely. And in fact, even if any of the listeners want to look up, there are bits of software out there which are really accessible to uh, amateur roller coaster designers. So there's a company, I think, called No Limits. So there's loads of people who will kind of reverse engineer rides that are out there. These sort of like real fanboys and girls who will do this stuff. And to go back for a second to what happens to the riders, finding that balance, because you want them, at least with some of these, right on the edge of what they can handle, yeah? But you limit how long that they feel that yeah yeah actually i mean my background was originally i worked as a military aeronautical engineer so i know exactly those quantities we can withstand forces momentarily but if we sustained that then people start blacking out the earliest coasters that were being made at coney island the first loop the loop was exerting something like 10g on people's necks which was causing all sorts of injuries they had nurses permanently stationed there you know <laughs> i was gonna ask if there was something special about <laughs> About the old wooden ones. I didn't mean it like that, but I'm going to ask anyways, is there something special about those old wooden ones or new wooden ones? The thing about uh, wooden structures is that they can move in the wind. So they will actually sway and they are still very much organic structures. But there's something about the creaking and the swaying. And also they're so iconic. The crisscross lattice work that you see on some of the oldest rides. And the actual building, you said the tracks are in the catalog. So then is that just in big sections and then you truck it all out to the park and you put it together like I'm a kid and I've got my railway set? Yeah, so we've got the track itself which is moving not just along the ground in two dimensions we're now in three dimensions, well actually six dimensions because not only are we going you know, forwards, backwards, up, down left and right, we're also twisting around each of those and then we have to work out you know, the, the truss work complicated twisting sort of bridge structure. You're complicated being the key word there. Next time you're in line and you've got some time, look at what the track does. Look at how they're holding it all up. Somebody had to work all of that out. We're almost done. So a uh, couple more things. Front or back? If this is like the traditional car, when you're in line and they say, how many? You say, no, 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 I'm going to the front. 
or I'm picking this lane for the back because that's <laughs> yeah. that's where I want to go. I love the back. I know some people love the front because you've got that sense of looking over the precipice all the time. But if you're in a fairly long coaster train, so let's say the majority of the train's gone over the hump, it's accelerating downwards. You're in a car at the back, which is still going up the hill, but suddenly you start accelerating. And you think, geez, how am, I, how am I accelerating when I'm going upwards? But you're obviously because you're at the back. So then you get whipped over the top. Why am I not surprised he picks that one? Do you have a favorite? Can you choose? I mean, I saw you quoted on this one called 13, where there's a vertical drop, like the track and the car actually drop down, which sounds terrible. <laughs> well, 13, I, I'd love 13 because I worked on it and I did work out the, the drop feature on 13. But the ride I really love the most, it's a spinning coaster. So it doesn't invert. It Basically, the car that you're in, you're sat with a friend, and as you're going along, it spins around its axis. And you could be facing in any direction. And that thing just makes me howl with laughter. And I think this is like the cheapest way to improve a ride, any roller coaster ride, is choosing the person you're going to sit next to. I mean, that's that's like 101 for me. Uh, if there's any engineering you can do, it's social engineering. Make sure you're sitting on somebody who's a good performer, who likes to scream and howl with laughter. The worst person to ride on is like someone who's really stoic and is really buttoned up and goes well i'm not scared i'm not going to you know scream on this ride that that's a mistake so go on a spinning coaster with somebody who likes to laugh and that, that that'll just have me every day well we survived wasn't that bad hope you enjoyed yourself send me more questions i've got questions at odyssey.com we'll do this again next week by the time you hear that our holiday episode i called in chocolate people that's all i'm going to tell you right now We'll talk later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 